Hey all you nerds out there in Nerdland, this is David. And this is Tim. And we're from Johnny Has the Keys podcast, a podcast where horror and sci-fi shape our lives. You're listening to Josh and Tyler of the 30 and Nerdy podcast, where they discuss, debate, and break it down with nerd culture and the nerds that reside there. If you like listening to these guys, consider coming over to the dark side with us on your favorite podcast platform of choice. Cheers to you, nerds, and don't forget your keys. Welcome to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, brought to you by Advertising Expressions, Creative Theater, Akita Express, and Encore Theatrical Company. Visit us online at 30andnerdypodcast.com. Drop us an email at 30andnerdypod at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Become a patron of the show at patreon.com forward slash 30nerdypodcast. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the show. And now, sit back, relax, and get ready to nerd out with your hosts, Josh Davis and Tyler McDaniel. What's up, nerds and nerdettes? This is the podcast where everyone knows your name. Cheers to ya. Cheers to ya. I'm Josh. And I'm Tyler, and this is 30 and Nerdy. And we are coming at you from the Fortress of Nerditude with yours truly, the registered nerd practitioner, the founder of Nerdledge, the Mac. And as always, great to be joined by my co-host, the juicy one, the nerdtorious JLD, the PhD of nerdology, Dr. Davis himself. Hey, hey, hey. Now, for those of you listening again, thank you so much for all the subscriptions and the likes and the follows and the very nice words you were saying. It means the world to us. For those of you tuning in for the first time, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you cast your pod. We also want to thank all those Patreon supporters who are gracious enough to support our show and get behind some of what we do. Um, All Patreon supporters at different tiers get different little things, little nerdy things like gifts or behind-the-scenes pictures, uh, upcoming shows, uh, little fun bits like that. And our gratitude. Yes, gratitude which is endless. There's a lot of it. So, what's up, Doc? I feel like I'm looking at a new man right now. Yeah, I had to. Babyface over there, and not babyface like good guy babyface. Babyface no. like literally, you have the face. Actually, of a what's infant. what's crazy is when I go babyface, I get more heel, because I just absolutely hate it. And I really only shave for a show. I've only ever me too the beard for me too. the theater. Me too. I won't do it for anyone or anybody but the great god Thespis. <laughs> That's the only person I shave for. But um, it was, you know, it was fun. It was worth it. It'll grow back quick. It seems to grow back quicker in the winter for some reason. Yeah, you got to insulate. Yeah, exactly. However that works. Plus, it was just in time for No Shave November. Ah, I didn't even think of that. I don't even do that anymore. No, I don't either. I I just just can't. 
When people would say, are you going to participate? I'd say, yeah, it's called I Already Have a Beard in November. Well, when you spend the day hanging out with 12-year-olds and then you show up Mm -hmm. without a beard, they They have a hard time dealing with that. And I just don't don't, uh, enjoy that part of it. So I just don't do the shaving thing. So I feel like it's been a long week since our live episode. Because I went straight into tech and a show and you went to Disney. I went straight. To straight to Disney, the mouse's house. Yeah. Well, I went straight to uh, Captain Complaints' house in Atlanta. Mm. Then the next day, went to Jacksonville to stay with uh, Queen Becky. Another alias for him. Oh, another one. Yeah. Rev Rund Rant. You know how wow. Rev is kind of his nickname. Yeah. Reverend Rant. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Rev of he'll Rants. Pro- he'll probably like that a yeah, lot better. The than Rev Captain of Complaint. Rants. We're talking about our friend Logan, if, if you haven't figured that out. Or if you're new to the show or you've, yeah. you've missed some of his bits. The Rev and of He's Rants. not been around in a while. I know. We need uh, to bring him he back. He said, um, well, I mean, he's, I texted him. I said, you know, we haven't had a, a rant session in a while. And he goes, I'm, I'm pretty happy with most everything. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, other than, you know, Game of Thrones, which y'all haven't talked about, I pretty much agree with y'all right now. Well. So I was like, okay, uh, getting a little scary right now. I'm worried that it'll just pop through the door one day and go, I got something to say. Hey, hey, you hold on just a minute. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, I yeah, went, went to Disney. Went to Disney. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Queen Becky joined the 30 Club this past week. and Oh, yeah. Uh, for her big day, she wanted nothing more than to go see the mouse and take uh, the little princess to to meet mickey and everything so we did all that and it just kind of happened to work out for me because galaxy's edge opened in hollywood studios mm-hmm. a few short weeks ago so i got to do that and you know you sometimes you see those videos of the grown men who walk into galaxy's edge and they start crying and all well, that because stuff. i think you know you've seen this place on TV, yeah. like all these, what they've built, yeah, pretty you, much. You, we've grown up watching. Yes, this place. Um, I did not cry. I will say that I did have a big reaction. I mean, like I walked in and like it was cool and everything, but once I saw the Millennium Falcon, like full size Millennium mm. Falcon sitting there, that was when I was like, <gasps> and that's when I kind of had to. The emotional reaction. No tears. No tears. But I was very impressed. I was very uh, very happy about it. It was really cool. And I, I, I'll say this. I didn't get to experience the entire uh, Galaxy's Edge deal because it was a short day for us. And um, there were a lot of lines. It's Disney, so <laughs> lots of lines. And if you're not prepared, which we weren't because it was such a sporadic trip, um, I didn't get to like make reservations for the cantina, which you apparently have to do. I would imagine. Yeah, couldn't get in. I did have the blue milk. It was... Um, I can't say that I liked it, and I can't say that I hated it. It was like, eh. I probably won't have it again. Yeah. It was, but I had to do it. But the thing I got to share the most about, okay, this ride, Smuggler's Run, you are piloting the Millennium Falcon, okay? You... I didn't see the the queue because um, I rode the single rider line because when it got late enough, 
uh, Becky and the baby went back to the room and daddy got to walk around and check mm. things out on his own. Mm. So I popped my headphones in and walked around and just took in everything and stormtroopers were walking by me. I saw Chewbacca holding some kids' hands and running by me. It was really cool. Uh, but I went straight up the single single rider line to Smuggler's Run. I got on the ride in about five minutes, which is unheard of for a brand new ride like that. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure the queue had all sorts of interesting things, but man, let me tell you, you walk into the waiting area, you are in like the little area of the Millennium Falcon where they have the little board where they played the game, the little hologram game, Yeah. yeah the yeah, little yeah. Uh, bed where when Chewbacca got blasted that time, they laid him there. And mm-hmm. that was, I think that was in Force Awakens. Um, so it was like just like walking into the movie. So when you get to your turn to ride the ride... You there's there's three spots. There's the pilot, there's gunners, and there are engineers. You don't get to pick which one you get to do, unfortunately. So the first time I was the engineer, and I got to ride it a second time, and I was a gunner. I never got to be the pilot. But this ride is actually like a video game and a ride combined. And you are flying the Millennium Falcon on a mission. You're sitting in the cockpit. There's buttons that light up. You're actually having a mash buttons. When the buttons light up, you have to hit them. So it's hard to pay attention to the actual ride while you're doing that. That's yeah, my only yeah. kind of complaint about it. But it was so worth it and so great. Um, you're firing the lasers at stuff, TIE fighters and all that. It was great. <laughs> and then when you get done with the ride and you walk off, the area that you came in through, like there's damage to the ship. Okay. Like things are sparking and lights are flickering and all that stuff you know because disney loves the details like that Mm. Mm -hmm. and um Mm -hmm. it was great so uh that's all i'm going to say about it until my next trip but i just wanted to share how great smuggler's run was how great uh galaxy's edge is awesome um there's lots more to share but we'll save it for another time you came home and sick yeah i got that from logan Oh, you did. You yeah. didn't get it from the happiest place on earth. I did not get it. All those kids running no, 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 around, no, no. all those teachers running no, around. No, no, no. It no. seems like every teacher in fall break gets this idea to go to Disney. I saw about five teachers from this area. Really? Down there. Like, saw them, met up with them, said, hey, all that. That's crazy. No, I, I, we stayed with Logan on the way back home, and he did He did tell me before, and he was like, hey, you know, June, his little daughter, it's like, she was a little sick last night. I don't know. You know, I said, ah, we'll risk it. It'll be okay. Right. We came home and all three of us were sick. You gotta risk it to get the biscuit. Hey, here we um, are. Well, it sounds like fun. It was great. I'm sure it was a lot warmer down there. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was hot, actually, Good. really yeah. hot. So. Good. Good. Well, we had uh, great crowds in the show. Um, it really definitely reminded me that I'm 30 doing double features two nights in a row, like Ooh. this, like. The second night, um, so it's supposed to be a seven thirty show and a ten o'clock show, and the show's like two hours, you know, with intermission. It's two hours. Of course, it also runs based off of if you don't know of Rocky Horror as a show, not of a movie, but if you know it as a show, there are a lot of callbacks. Like this started way back when it started to get popular as a shadow cast and a stage show. As a joke, as a joke at all the pauses in the dialogue, so fans would find things to to yell in yeah. those pauses. Well, I've been a part of that um, before. So, um, that 
I did not realize how much time that adds to the show. Um, I mean, we, we did really well at not letting it shake us. It didn't shake us. We just kept going with the show. We knew that we'd be getting yelled things at us because that's what Rocky is. Um, heard some new things that I'd never heard before by some new people who didn't get to see it last time who brought with them, I guess, just a different knowledge of what you say and when. Oh. Uh, some things I had never heard, whether it be on uh, YouTube or us when we saw it a couple years ago, um, which would you would think would throw us off, but, you know, it was just funny. Um, our second show, the second night, did not start till after 10. So Jeez. it literally was a, a midnight showing at wow. one point. Um and it's because the the crowds were just so good, and mm-hmm. um, we did this really cool thing where if you were a VIP, you got your prop bag, um, your front two rows of seating is where you, you got your seat saved, and you got to do a champagne toast with the cast before the show. You got to come back and meet us all in costume and get pictures taken and do a champagne toast with Frank and the cast. So was uh, everyone in character, though? Yes. Okay, good. We were in character. It was Can't really cool. break the illusion. No, it was really cool. Uh, especially, you know, Daniel as Frankenfurter is just, I mean, it's Tim Curry and then Daniel under him. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, he's Dude just is brilliant. Amazing. Um, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was, it seemed like it was over as soon as it started. Um, if you go back on these episodes, you'll realize that I started talking about Rocky pretty quick and now it's over pretty quick. So, um, but you know, it was, uh, it was quite an experience is, is what I can say. If you were a theater kid and you've never had an opportunity to do this show, it's it's an eye-opener. <laughs> um, it is a rated R show. Oh, it's yeah. an eye-opener. Uh, but it's mainly rated R because, yes, of the material, but I think the audience makes it more R-rated than what you're actually doing. Oh, now, for sure. Now, especially. Yeah. Um, and, of course, you know, if they get going, then we as a cast get even more into it and more excited, and we're throwing in funnier things, and... So it really was a great experience uh, to share the stage with uh, so many talented people. And I think we can go ahead and say this is uh, this is our plug for Encore for this week. Yes. Encore Theatrical Company, based right here in Morristown, Tennessee. They put on these great shows, uh, just like Rocky Horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Next, they, Oliver they have Oliver up. coming up, and we'll share more about that over the next coming weeks. But that's going to be just in time for Christmas. Yes, they open uh, Black Friday, I believe. Yeah, uh, that's about the time they're... Uh, season finale yeah. show opens yeah, so absolutely so thank you encore yes thank you encore and uh so last week's episode we were live live market baby square, and it was fun it was a lot of fun uh, we had a nice little audience market square needs more bathrooms though yes i spent like the like five minutes before we started the show trying to find a bathroom and i would yeah. go up to a door and they'd be like oh we're closed or customers only customers and i'm like only. i just need to go to the bathroom and man. candace kept sending you in different locations like and Part of me is like, she knows that. She was definitely giving me the runaround. Yeah, she giving me the runaround. She does the stuff. But we had a suite, a little green room suite. It was cool. It was cool. It was really awesome. Got to have some coffee and some snacks. Um, and we had a nice little audience, about 45, before the episode was done. And they stayed. And a couple of people in the front row participated. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they were the band after us. They were shouting out They were cool, though. Guesses. They were really cool. Um, and if you missed that, it is definitely on iTunes. And... Uh, Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts and on our YouTube channel, which has kind of become our archives, basically. Uh, This week, though, 
However, we are talking about zombies. Zombies. We're going to be talking about the history, the best zombie movies, games, storylines. We'll also be talking about the new Zombie Land movie. Not in detail, just the reason we pushed off so late in recording. This is Tuesday night. We normally record on Sunday nights. Mm -hmm. But we had to push it back just a little bit to get in zombie mode. We watched. We just got back from the new Zombieland 2. Double tap. Like literally just got out of it. Literally just got out of it. And it was really cool. It was great. It was a lot of fun. And it has a post-credit scene. Warning, oh, that's the yeah. only spoiler I'll give you is it has a post-credit scene, so stay. Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll just get into all the brain-eating awesomeness that uh, after a word from our sponsor. Oh, right. What's up, Nerdskies? Tyler from 30 and Nerdy here. And I was talking the other day with our friend Zach at Advertising Expressions, and he is running an awesome Tervis Tumblr promotion going on from now until the end of this year now this is a great opportunity if you have a student body that like club you could buy for if you're running a fundraiser whether it be a beta club church tumblers anything you can think of or 30 and nerdy tumblers i mean i think it's a great opportunity and right now there's free setup and shipping with this with this already amazing price though he's going to do something cool he will give anyone who uses the promo code 30 and nerdy tumblers an additional 5% off of 100 tumblers or more. So if you need to order 100 tumblers or more and you give him the promo code 30 and nerdy tumblers, he's going to give you an additional 5% off. Just give them a call and he will hook you up. He is at 2103 Morningside Drive right here in Morristown, Tennessee. If you need to call to make an order, if you're not from Morristown or the surrounding area, his phone number is 423-586-3270. Again, it's an awesome Tumblr opportunity for fundraisers, churches, groups, what have you. Use the code 30 and Nerdy Tumblers, and Zach will get you taken care of. All right, brother, why don't you go ahead and give me that old nerd word? All right, it is time for me to talk nerdy to you so we've been talking about the nerdarchy or order of nerds if you will so exciting absolutely we've already discussed the uh, recruit who is level one a nerd recruit and leave the nerd word to me <laughs> level two is an apprentice nerd apprentice no good look at this one it's kind of our thing this but... is level three okay a journeyman a nerdyman. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> a journeyman has started their journey into multiple nerddoms, but can usually only handle the nerdlage and time of a few nerddoms at a time. These are a lot of people would consider themselves in this day and age, where nerd culture is growing faster than most of us can keep up with. For example, my friend Michael is a huge Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and Supernatural fan. However, if you were to talk to him about MCU, DC, Dragon Ball Z, any other nerd things, he always just says, dude, I can barely contain the nerdlage with what I'm already nerding out about. I cannot handle any more nerd stuff. That's a journeyman. You know, they just don't have the time. They don't have the, the, the really the longing to fill their head with all the nerdlage. They're just like, I'm good with what I've got. It's pretty mainstream what I have, mm. so I'm good with it. Sometimes I know how that feels. Yeah, journeyman. We, we probably know quite a few. So who's Michael? Michael? 
at work at, at my work since Michael, oh. Michael Bacon never heard of Michael before well <laughs> you don't work at central <laughs> service <laughs> so um but actually fun fact he is actually a huge Sweeney Todd fan Hey! I told him that you played the character, and he said, "Oh my gosh, that's amazing!" Oh, uh, he's a little younger than us. He's twenty-five, long hair. He's a good old. He's a hippie, and I love him. Uh, he's fantastic. Cool guy. I cool like guy. him already. He's already a cool guy. So I was I was dubious for a minute yes, there yes. when you talk about somebody named Michael. I know talking nerd stuff yeah. with him. I was well. I mean, you're busy during the crowding day, in on my so territory here. You're you're so good at exiting answering texts as a teacher i know you can't be on your phone so when i need to talk nerdy i talk to michael sorry jeez whatever now use that in a week use that this week journeyman yeah so you have you have your recruit your apprentice and your journeyman level and next week we will talk about level four of the order of nerds but now it is time to get to josh's favorite segment and that is called what you watching? So, what you watching? Well, I watched uh, Zombieland Two Double Tap. Yes, tonight we did. Uh, and while I was sick in bed uh, with the plague uh, the other day, I watched Zombieland One. Mm. So, um, in preparation for Zombieland yes. Two, of course. Uh, so, my recommendation for you this week really is Zombieland. If you haven't seen it, it's about ten years old now. Uh, it's great. Um, it's a, and if you're one of those people who, you know, you're not so much into horror and stuff, Yeah, this is not a horror film, right? This no, is a it's comedy. Not. It's a comedy um, with zombie graphics. Now, with, yeah, you know, there's, blood. there's some gore and stuff yeah. like that, but it's all like, you know. But the dialogue's not good, horror. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's all innocent. Absolutely. Well, not really innocent, but it's not well, scary. It's, it's funny. It's entertaining. Yeah. Um. It's not like Romero stuff. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no, no. So, it's not I, even like Walking there's Dead. There's not even really any jump scares or anything like that. No. Yeah, it's all lighthearted. Uh, you I mean, know, it's Eisenberg and Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson, Emma Stone, Breslin, Emma Stone. I mean, even Bill Murray shows up. Yeah. I mean, it's not a horror movie. No, no, no. So if you've never seen Zombieland, check it out. And if you like it, then you can just head over to the theaters yes. and see Zombieland Two, which was also great. Yes, so. yes, absolutely. I have been watching uh, Continuing Titan Season 2, which we are in Nightwing territory full on now. Um, and we are going in a very Red Hood direction Ooh. with the storyline. Um, Deathstroke's amazing as the villain. Mm-hmm. Bruce is very active. Yeah, so I was going to say, I was I haven't watched Titans yet, of course, but I pulled up the app the other day to watch Batman or something. And I saw... Uh, what's his face, old Jorah Mormon? Yeah. yeah, as uh, on the little preview thing yeah. for Titan. So yeah. I was like, "Hey, Batman's here now." Yeah. So yeah. I remember and, us uh, talking about that a long time ago that he was going to be Batman. Yeah. So I'm gonna he's have to. Good. I'm gonna I have like to get him. on with it so I can I see not, it. He's not been in the suit just yet, but his Bruce, I like the anticipation. Yes. is going to be worth absolutely, it. absolutely. So, um, and a bunch of zombie stuff. I've been looking up, uh, you know. Some old George Romero zombie stuff. Uh, that Dawn of the Dead reboot I watched from 2004 where they're stuck in the mall. Uh, which mm-hmm. Did you know that was a reboot of a Romero? I did. Dawn of the Dead? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. I think I actually saw that one. Yeah. Um, Vin Rames in it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I just, I just forgotten how much I love the genre. Like, I'm a huge zombie nerd at heart. Um, 
It made me miss watching all the zombies. Uh, it did not make me miss watching Walking Dead. We'll get to that. <laughs> but uh, it made me miss like playing zombie games with Logan, trying to get you to play Left 4 Dead with me. <laughs> um, it, I don't it, have the patience for I Left 4 Dead. I know. I've tried. But, um, yeah, uh, I hope to uh, um, keep you updated on Titans. If you have not started Titans and you're listening to this, start it. Season one's fantastic. It's already out to binge, and season two is already getting close to being done, and they're going episodically I'm gonna every get there. Friday. So hurry up and catch up with me so we can talk about it. Um, so shall we move on to the news? We got a lot of news. We do have a lot of news, but that was because we decided not to do a lot of news live last week. So. I'm not saying that a lot of this was held from last week. A lot's happened oh, yeah. this past week. Um, number one, Crisis on Infinite Earth is getting even bigger. We have found out that Batman 89 is going to be canon with an, uh, a picture from set that Michael Keaton's Batman has married Selena Kyle. Hold up, hold up. We should probably explain what canon means. Yes, yes. That's, that's a good nerd that's a good vocabulary nerd word. You go ahead and explain So that. canon means that... When you have, like, a separate story, if it's canon, that means it's connected to the original story. Yes. Sort of like, before Disney bought Star Wars, there were all of these expanded universe novels Mm -hmm. and comics and whatever else, and most of that stuff is now not canon. It doesn't... It's like it never happened. Yes. Really. Wiped it Um, under the rug. Some of it I think they are going to end up keeping, from what I've heard. getting his own Disney series. Well, Thrawn is a really amazing character. Okay, I'll I'll fill you in on that next month when we do our Star Wars month. Or in December when we do our Star Wars month. I'll tell you all about Thrawn then. But um, anyway, canon means it's part of the story. It's officially tied to it and connected to it. So Batman 89 with Michael Keaton is connected to this universe. universe. But also DCU's Titans is rumored to be in a scene. As of right now, it's just a scene. But still, that's huge. And Birds of Prey's from the 90s. Remember that show? Yeah. Birds of Prey, their huntress just got done filming her scene. Man. For Crisis, and it'll be in the Flash portion. I love how the DC movies can't get their universes connected or figured but out. But the shows But can. the shows... There's, that just shows that... Not shows. That just shows that film has way too much red tape. They're pulling it's stuff garbage. from 30 years ago exactly. and tying it into I a... I mean, D- they're cut old... Robin, how many from Adam West? How many episodes Sarah? is this going to be? Five, all across all, all the shows. It'll be all week across every DC show. Even Black Lightning's joining in. So I'm not caught up on everything, but I may just you need to just have watch that. to tune in to yeah. see all this. Um, I, I'd say that they won't. Every every show right now is leading towards crisis. When is this going down? December. Okay, we got some time. We do. We do. All right. Um. And that's just exciting. And speaking of, like, exciting, you know, I texted you and Logan. Disney Plus dropped its what's already going to be available on the day Holy of opening cow. on November 12th. And yeah. could coo. Like, from the 40s to today. Yeah. Basically, anything you can think of that yes. had the Disney name on it up until the last couple of years yes. or so. Everything they already owned. Mm-hmm. From the 40s to today, everything they had purchased since then, from the 40s to today, yeah. is on this thing. 
Snow White all the way up to Moana. Mandalorian. Mandal- well, <laughs> Mandalorian. Know, all the way up to Mandalorian, and of course, um, they're even introducing a straight to D plus movie. Lady and the Tramp reboot, uh, live action reboot of Lady yeah. and the Tramp. That'll open doors straight to D plus as opposed to theaters. How much money do you think they'd save? Oh man. I don't know. I'm I sure mean, it'll be. It, you know, it's it's a brilliant great. idea. Business wise, this is this is brilliant. Mm-hmm. And with this dropping, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say we did get a little bit of disappointing news, and maybe this news was out there already. I don't know, but we've talked a lot about this whole idea of like binging a show or watching it week by week, episodically. Yes, you and we told had me this, this yesterday. Yeah, we had this big plan that we were gonna do binge. an entire episode on Mandalorian. Yeah, we were gonna binge the Mandalorian in one weekend, like mm-hmm. as soon as the the app dropped or the service dropped, and then found out yesterday they're going to do it one week at a time. Mm-hmm. So, bummer. And the Kinda release... like I've been going through with Titans. Yeah, the release of uh, uh, The Rise of Skywalker is going to come like in the middle of the Mandalorian yeah. uh, season. Yeah. So, so yeah. actually, impromptu contest. The trailer? No, impromptu contest. Oh. Since we have to replace that episode without, you know, we can't just do it on, we don't want to do it on one, just one episode of The Mandalorian. How about our listeners, that will be December 4th's episode. Okay. And it's basically December Star Wars themed, mm-hmm. so let's keep it on theme with Star Wars. Please. Email us what you want us to talk about on December 4th's episode. Since we have to not talk about The Mandalorian, since it's not going to be binge-worthy, what in the Star Wars world of past, present, future? Now, it cannot be a specific of the new movies because episode two of that month will be Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Then The Last Jedi will be the next week. Mm-hmm. And then after we've seen Rise of Skywalker will be our last episode of December. Right, right. However, that first inaugural episode of what we're calling Star Wars Month, send us in your suggestions of yeah. what to talk about. And you got to know people. Yes. I don't particularly love giving up control no he doesn't and he does so, not in his eye you should have seen his eye twitch when i said impromptu oh yeah yeah he got sick to his stomach again but you know what for you for you people you you lovely ones out there yes i'll do it so all of you in the sound of my voice and we will also post it on social media send in your your suggestions on for our december 4th episode it has to be star wars themed and the winner will be, phone call-wise, a part of the show. Hey! Why not? You can call in. We'll talk with you about whatever that subject may be. So please send in your suggestions. All right? So all right. that so back to the news, all right? <laughs> Don't you love when I just go off script? <laughs> you know what? With an idea like that, yeah, I can't argue. That one's that was great. All right, so... Million-dollar idea. I know. I Once again. I don't have a lot of them. That makes like... One. When I do. (laughs) I kid, I joke. All right. Rumor has it that Marvel is planning Captain America 4. What? With Sam's Captain America that will take place after the D-plus series. So this entire series is going to be basically the government wants to pick the next Captain America. Doesn't want Sam to be it. (gasps) So this entire show is going to be Sam not just battling the people who are against him being Captain America, but is he worthy enough to carry that mantle? Is it because he doesn't have the super soldier serum? Or some I other... I don't know. 
ridiculous reason. This will definitely be a, a interesting show to watch. Hmm. I think it'll be more of a, oh, okay, Cap's gone. But we kind of can own the mantle, maybe? And put hmm. Captain America on who we want, who represents our interests. But not Sam. Sam is Falcon. Sam is, he's an Avenger. He's one, he's got their mentality. Well, no one was there to see Cap personally hand the shield over to him. And I feel like if people knew that and understood yeah. that, like, Cap personally chose him. Yes. Then again, Cap was not, like, the most favorite person of the government at that time no. when that happened. Because, so he you obviously know, would make a decision. Civil War had happened, and he yes. was not particularly, like, I don't know, he was pardoned or anything like that. Well, so. exactly. I mean, from Civil War till Endgame, Captain America was not the government's favorite people. Oh, yeah. Person. So, I don't know. It'll be intriguing. And I do think that once you finally put that mantle on him, you can continue that franchise in the film. Oh, yeah. In the film world. So moving on, some more problems surrounding Marvel's Avengers game by Square Enix. There have been a lot of uprise in... If you've seen the trailer to the game. Yeah. Now, do they favor the MCU's version of our heroes? I mean, did you see that Dr. Banner in the trailer? He was wearing what Dr. Banner wears in the first Avengers. Oh, I hadn't really noticed. He looks like just Mark Ruffalo. Like Mark Ruffalo. Huh. They're favoriting the MCU's heroes physically, but none of those MCU people are voicing them. And there's a lot of uproar about like how Square are you going to can't afford how are you going to create a game with their lookalike after the MCU has done that. Expect us to see them look like RDJ, look like Scarlett Johansson and Mark Ruffalo, but it's not canon. It's a completely different universe of gameplay, and there's just you should look it up. I mean, I feel uh, like games do that all the time. Though. They do. I mean, they do. I just think that maybe you'd want to make them more different a little bit, like the um, Ultimate, Ultimate Alliance, Alliance games. Yeah, they they made them different. Yeah, they did enough to where you're like. like this isn't. This the MCU. is the character, but it's not the MCU yes. version of the character. The Square Enix trailers have really pushed people to like. Okay, I'm seeing the MCU in a lot of ways, but not their voices. Maybe people should just shut up and play the game. How about Maybe. that? I mean, I would agree. I'm just reporting the news. We report. You decide. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Zoe Kravitz, who played Angel in X Men: First Class has been chosen to play Catwoman in The Batman, and I like it. I do too. I like it. Um, She was also in uh, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Uh, She was also in Mad Max, Fury Fury Road. Road. She was in Fury Road. She was. was. I like it. Uh, Speaking of Batman, Jonah Hill has turned down the Riddler role. Um, Coming from He Wanted More Money. I would imagine that's why he's He's a pretty big name at this point. I guess, but... You don't get more than the Batman in the Batman movie. Um, however, Golden Globe nominee Paul Dano from 12, 12 Years a Slave and Little Miss Sunshine will replace him. Um, now, he was already next in line between Hill uh, and when WB broke down negotiations, I guess, or Hill broke down, whichever one broke down the negotiations, Paul decided to step in. Okay. Now, did you see 12 Years a Slave? I did a long time ago. I remember very little of it. This is a very baby face casting. Um, this kid is v- very... 
I looked him up. I didn't really doesn't recognize look, him. He just doesn't look like a villain. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna make judgments until I see it. However, I was like, hmm, interesting. I thought that he looked like he could be a Riddler. I didn't really. He actually kind of reminded me of the Riddler from Arkham City Mm. a little bit. Mm -hmm. Because you know the Riddler changes every game. He looked like the Arkham City Riddler a little bit. Um, But I'm interested. I'm intrigued. Uh, Moving on. We're not exactly stoked, but it is nerd news, I guess. Suzanne Collins is releasing The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. I guess that's in the Hunger Games universe. Mm -hmm. On May 19th, 2020. It's a prequel, correct? I believe. I don't know much about it, to be perfectly honest with you. I should, though, because I need to talk to my students about it. Um, I'll, I'll just be perfectly honest about Hunger Games, man. I read all three of the books. Um, I, of course, saw all four of the movies uh-huh. i thought they were okay they were fine whatever i like the movies better than the books which i don't usually um i'm not a huge fan of her writing style um for lots of reasons and i think that's a discussion for another time yeah so i'm not a huge huge fan of the hunger games uh that being said i will read the book I would agree i'm not really a fan of the universe no. it just it, the whole universe the whole the aspect is very cool well, yeah well, it but was, it was kind of stolen. Yeah, it was from uh, a Japanese yeah. story called Battle Royal. Yeah. Or Battle Royale, however you want to call it. Um, I guess my issue was like, I felt like, especially in the third book, it was like really repetitive and monotonous. Like, how many times does Katniss wake up in the hospital? You know, it's like, <laughs> she got hurt. She did, Again. She, it didn't seem like she was going to survive. She wakes up, she's in the hospital. Over and she and always over wakes up to bad news. Somebody's giving her bad news. Hey, we blew hospital. up your, you know, your. Oh man, you know, your they city. got Peta. They took him. Yeah. Oh no, we're gonna have to get him back. Whatever. Um, moving on, uh, Kevin Feige, the second coming in Josh's eyes, is now the top dog of Marvel. He has been named Chief Creative Officer of Marvel. He will oversee movies, TV, and comics. All hell, Feige. Zeke Feige. Uh, I mean, why you got to take it to that dark turn like that? (laughs) So, he was not in charge of TV, but he got this new promotion, and he's shutting down, basically shutting down what's been done. Oh, gee, it's it's too bad that uh, Kevin Feige's so busy with the Marvel stuff that he can't have anything to do with the Sony Spider-Man movie. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So says Sony. So, him taking over the TV, you can only imagine that we will see... Maybe the rebirth and re-invention of what we've lost, what Netflix canceled. And maybe a better Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Less Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., more Coulson. You know? Yes. Um, like, let me fix what you couldn't do. Yeah. Let's. Br- if you're going to put Marvel on TV and make it canon but not canon to my universe that I've built, bye. Yeah. You know, bye. I will make it canon to where you can watch at the same time. Um, and I think it's a, I think it's a, I trust any decision that Foggy makes. So I think it'll be great. I think he knows what he's doing. He has a deep, deep love, um, and understanding of this universe. Nerd. He's a nerd. Uh, he is a nerd. So I think he's gonna, he's gonna do right by us. And I think so too. I look forward to whatever he comes up with. I'm very excited. I'm very excited for what Foggy's going to bring to our, our, Nerdiverse. 
But um, moving on. NPH. Neil Patrick boy, Harris. Neil Patrick Harris has landed an ensemble role in Matrix 4. That is so weird. Like, does Neil Patrick Harris really look like he belongs in the I Matrix bet he's like universe? A, a computer hacker or something. Maybe, oh, that'd be good. Maybe like on the ship, like he's... Why or was maybe Neil, he's a voice to something. Why was Neil Patrick Harris not in the discussion to be Riddler? Is he too old at Again, this point? Again, I'm angry about this. He'd be perfect. I think he he's probably a little old for a Rob Pattinson Riddler. He yeah he know? would belong in Batflex universe as Riddler. Yeah, an older Riddler. he would have been great. Oh man, still hoping. Um, moving on, Taika Waititi has confirmed that Korg will return in Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah, hey man, we're gonna you go, we're your gonna, girl's got your hammer now. What you gonna do? We're gonna jump on the spaceship. You, you wanna come? come with us? Oh, <laughs> piss off, ghost. <laughs> He's gone. Uh, he's freaking gone. <laughs> um, moving on. Joker has just passed Logan at the worldwide box office. It is on track to being the number one rated R movie release of all time when it topples Deadpool. That's crazy. Deadpool That's was great. Look, and Deadpool, and we don't use this word lightly or very often. We've used this word to describe one movie so far, and that was Avengers Endgame. Deadpool was a masterpiece, in well, my opinion. Comically, like... It was perfect casting. Yes, perfectly. It was exactly cinematic. what Deadpool yes, should it be. It is exactly what the Deadpool. Needed Which, by to the be. way, they've already confirmed Deadpool three will be rated R and in the MCU. It's going to be great. Um, so, how many, how many? Knowing that it's Deadpool three, knowing that it's in the MCU, knowing that it's rated R, knowing that it's Ryan Reynolds, and what Deadpool is, how many cameos do you think we see? Oh, I hope Everyone. all the cameos. <laughs> I hope he's just like at the end, just like I got to get somebody here. Whatever they have to pay. Um, and I said I never wanted to see him again, but whatever they have to pay Robert Downey Jr. to have some form of a cameo. just Robert Downey Jr.? That'd be perfect. Like, it could be Deadpool begging him to, like, oh, no, we need you back in the universe. Yeah, and he's something. just like, I don't know who you are, yeah. man. Like, anyway. Give us a call. We'd write that. It's fantastic. So now we're, idea. we're talking about Deadpool. We're supposed to be talking about Joker. Sorry. But my point being, Deadpool is a masterpiece. Avengers Endgame, masterpiece. Joker is a masterpiece, yes, so it, it totally deserves all the accolades and, uh. and any records that it breaks. It deserves it, and I'm I'm all for it. Good, good. I cannot wait. So, um, I don't want to touch on this too much because I don't want to end on negative news. But Jeremy Renner news. Have you have you been? Following? I know nothing about this. He apparently is Jeremy Renner of Hawkeye fame. Hawkeye, yes, uh, had. Some pretty crazy allegations from his ex-wife <gasps> recently. No, that he is uh, abusing substances. Oh no! And has an anger issue. Oh, and man. just the rumor of it, just the innuendo of it, just the the possibility of it, has people wondering: Should Disney continue How with long him is he as Hawkeye? Last? Even if there's rumors out there, oh, man. and he's obviously went like, she's my ex-wife. What of she, course she's saying. She's not going to like give him like a glowing you know, like, recommendation. Of course to, she's not. And there's a reason I divorced her. And, yeah. You know, of course she'd want to tarnish what I have done for myself. Because after Endgame, he has released an album. Mm-hmm. He is a pretty prominent singer, good singer. Mm-hmm. Um, he's on Jeep commercials <laughs> um, <laughs> singing his songs. But, but he's Hawkeye. And Renner's been a pretty household name for quite a few years now. I, again, nobody knows behind these our celebrities' favorite celebrities' closed doors. 
But I really just, I think that it would show at some point before now. Like, why now after all the fame? You know, and after, oh, not just Endgame, but he's getting this on series too. So, like, I just feel like at this point, after almost 22 films of Jeremy Renner. For a little more alimony or something? Exactly. Like, why has something not been set? I mean, or it could be true. We, or it like could you be said, true. we don't know. We don't know. Um, so I, I what do not. you do with just rumors? I want to believe in innocent until proven guilty, but also Disney's a publicly traded company, uh, biggest one of the biggest companies in the world. Um, and you got to be careful, you know. They were real quick to uh, let James Gunn go, you know, and they brought guilty him back. Guilty until proven innocent. So, I mean, um, we talked about this with WWE too. Like, you know, Vince is guilty until proven innocent. You know, you're gone. Yeah. Because he can't have that tarnishing. You can't his. have that image on your publicly traded so, company. We definitely hope that this goes away, oh. that this is not true. Because Renner, I, I love what he's brought to Hawkeye. Um, it, and they would just recast him. Yeah. So it would just... Or write him out. Ah, that would suck because, you know, Hawkeye's got so much more to give yeah. as a character. So, hate to end on that note, but uh, that is your nerd news. <laughs> I'm so glad that you finally showed up with our dinner because I am starving. What did you bring me? Well, uh, you know, I brought Akita again. <laughs> of course. <laughs> because it's our favorite place I to eat. I can't be mad at that. Yeah, exactly. what, what did you order this time? You know, every time I say I'm going to try something new, I always show back up with my regular chicken teriyaki. I understand. White rice. No vegetables. No vegetables, I know. Could have had a V8. Um, and... It just, it's my favorite, man. And it looks like you brought me my favorite, which is the shrimp and chicken combo. No mm-hmm. broccoli, extra mushrooms with extra shrimp sauce. Best yeah. shrimp sauce in town. Uh, in town, in the state. For sure. I'm telling you, there is no comparison on this shrimp sauce. And uh, we are going to try not to, to mutter through this episode while eating at the same time. We don't want, that's just unprofessional. Right. So, listen. We love this food. It's Akita Express. It's right here in Morristown, Tennessee. We highly recommend this place. 10 out of 10 would recommend. I've never heard an unkind word about Akita. So please give them a try. They are right here in Morristown, Tennessee at 3100 East Morse Boulevard. And please, when you stop by, tell them 30 and Nerdy sent you. And with all that, we're back. Yes. Well, welcome back, the Creepy. Columbus to my Tallahassee. <laughs> and it's like it. time that we... On zombies. Zombies. Zombie. <laughs> Alright, so... I figured that we could not go without at least starting with a nice little definition. You being an English teacher and all that. Oh, I love definitions. Uh, so I went to the dictionary... Of course. Webster? Uh, yes, of course. Okay. Marion's the only person I trust. Yeah. Zombie is a fictional undead being created through the reanimation of a corpse. Zombies are most commonly found in horror and fantasy genre works. The term comes from Haitian folklore, in which a zombie is a dead body reanimated through various methods, most common magic, 
Modern depictions of the reanimation of the dead do not necessarily involve magic, but often invoke science, fictional methods, such as carriers, radiation, mental disease, vectors, pathogens, parasites, scientific accidents, the list goes on. Though history can't put its official stamp on the true history between tales from ancient Greece to Haiti to 17th century West Africa, we're going to talk more of the deadly impact that they have on nerd and pop culture. Something tells me you, you fibbed on that Webster's Dictionary thing a little bit there. What, what tells you that? I have not seen any definition in any dictionary that's that long. Okay, so maybe I didn't go to dictionary. You lying to maybe me Maybe I picked it Is apart. Is this what me. we've become? Well, if I don't say I've used a correct dictionary, your English teacher will come out. I may have created my own pulling from other Oh, my English historic. teacher. My English teacher never goes away. He's oh, always yeah. yeah, out and about. I pulled from some different historic sites on zombies. All right. Different terminologies I made my you own. Checked for credible sources. Yes, I did. All right. I did check that. So I guess we should just go ahead and dive right in. So yeah. so listeners, uh open up a box of Twinkies. Mhm. Remember rule 30 Two, I think. Enjoy the little things. Uh, but have rule number one ready. Cardio. Cardio always. you never know if you need to run. These are Zombieland references, by yes. the way. And if you've seen the movie, you'd get that. Yeah, so exactly. Go see the movie. Um, so we're going to talk about, first, the impact of zombies on media and the economy. Oh, boy. Uh, so, you know, zombies may be walk- the walking undead, as someone put it. Uh, but their contribution to mainstream's economy is very much alive. Uh, in modern times, the zombie genre has evolved from a, a cult following to a highly popular theme. Yeah, did you know that 24-7 Wall Street estimates that today's zombie genre economy is worth over $5 billion? And think way beyond zombie movie ticket sales. Think about DVDs, video games, comic books, novels, Halloween costumes, zombie walks, merchandise, conventions, zombie art. Good lord. I mean, the, the list could go on. About oh, yeah. The, for forever. Tattoos. Oh, um, yeah. Some people are just really drawn to this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think, well, well, well I, I came up with a thought, and I'll, I'll talk about it a little later. Yeah, I know. It hurts. Lightning just struck my brain. I think I just had an apostrophe. Um, so, you know, best-selling uh, zombie genre author, I guess, uh, Max Brooks, um, when he was asked about it, he said, I think they, uh, they being zombies, of course, uh, reflect our very real anxieties of these crazy, scary times. Oh. Uh, a zombie story gives people a fictional lens to see the real problems of the world or society. Uh, you can deal with societal breakdown, famine, disease, chaos in the streets, but as long as the catalyst for all of them is zombies, you can still sleep at night. And, you know, regardless of the reason, as we said before, zombies are worth billions of dollars. Billions. Uh, the figure that economists have been able to piece together, $5.74 billion. In all honesty, this tab is grossly undercalculated in each category. By the time you add the money spent in total around the zombie genre, that figure's got to be much higher than that. Well, it has to be, um, just on costs alone. But you know we could we could do an entire season, of course, listing all the media impacts made by zombies, the driving force, keeping these dead bodies walking stronger than ever. But uh, you know that's 
more for our friends over at Johnny Has the Keys. And hey, uh, happy birthday to David. Yes. Our friend David over at Johnny Has the Keys. Happy yes. birthday happy to you. Happy birthday, David. Um, so, and if you go listen to uh, their third episode, Johnny Has the Keys, season one, episode three, uh, they talk really in detail about the movie Night of the Living Dead. It's really a good listen, especially after this episode. Uh, so go check it out. Did we ever talk about David's... Uh a little claim to fame. Oh, uh, he worked on Evil Dead. Yeah. Uh, I think we'll talk about that. Which was he also has a really good episode. Filmed here in Morristown. Filmed right here in Morristown, Tennessee. Um, so, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get to that. Okay. Um, Sorry, I'm jumping ahead. I'm it's, excited. It's quite all right. It's quite all right. Uh, but we're just going to break down um, some of the big zombie moments, whether it be in video games, TV, or movies, uh, that have been big in our lives and why we keep coming back to more brain-craving, head-shooting action. So... Uh, what um, what was your first, you know, experience with zombies? Oh wow, I don't know. Um, were there zombies in Beetlejuice? I mean, maybe I don't. Uh, I can't there remember. Were in that waiting room. room. Yeah, and dude. There I were really, zombies working at the computers. I really don't know. I've never thought about it before. I, for some reason, Beetlejuice comes to mind. I don't know why, but maybe. Well, it's been a while since I've seen it. I, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Um, it's just sort of always been a thing. I can vaguely remember um, playing Zombie Eight, Zombies Ate My Neighbors, the game on the Super Nintendo. Uh, my good friend Caleb, when we were growing up, we were obsessed with that game. And there was no save back in that day. You know, so you would get, and there's like a hundred levels wow. on this thing. And it was just like you play through a level and you have to beat it. Then you're into level two. But each level gets more difficult and more oh, yeah. difficult. The villains get bigger, they get quicker, they get smarter. Um, to where you need certain things to deal with them. So that kind of opened my eyes to z- zombies in a, they're trying to kill you, you know, you've got to kill them first type of mentality and then I think the first zombie film I ever saw was actually maybe Land of no not Land of the Dead it was earlier than that I can't remember it's like I said it's just always been around okay I got one for you which do you prefer do you prefer the World War Z running screaming zombie or do you prefer the slow like like Walking Dead zombies um, it's definitely much more of a classic feel to the slow Walking Dead zombies. I really, I feel that it, it, that. They're not as scary as the fast zombies, though. They're not, but I think that the mythos kind of changes when you make them the fast, ravenous. That's more of a disease, I think. Yeah. Like the brains and swelling and, you know, something like a. It doesn't make them seem as dead. Yeah. Uh, kind of like a I Am Legend with Will Smith. Yeah. Kind of yeah, feel yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, there's that was a disease gone bad mm-hmm. or a cure gone bad. Um, the reanimation Dead Rising from the Grave that Romero played with, yeah. I think I just like more. I like that too. Um, the classic feel. I'm with you. Um, speaking of Romero. They're coming to get you, Barbara. So, you obviously cannot rightfully talk about zombies without talking about the legend himself the godfather of the dead mr george romero and by all rights romero never set out 
to be a famous person in his career. Uh, however, in 1968, the director of the groundbreaking of the Dead series, uh, I mean, he made history with his first installment, Night of the Living Dead. Too true. Uh, so I looked up some facts about about Mr. Romero uh, on his page and uh, got a little bit of history behind him. So after graduation, he began shooting mostly short films and commercials. He and his friends formed Image 10 Productions in the late 1960s, and they all chipped in roughly $10,000 apiece to produce what became one of the most celebrated American horror films of all time, Night of the Living Dead, shot totally in black and white on a budget of just over $100,000. Romero's vision combined with a solid script written by him and his Image co-founder, John A. Russo, along with what then was considered an excess of gore, enabled the film to earn back far more than it cost. It became a cult classic by the early 70s and was inducted into the National Film Registry of the Library of Congress of the United States in 1999. Romero's follow-ups to the series are as follows. In 1978, he released Dawn of the Dead. In 1985, he released Day of the Dead. In 2005, he released Land of the Dead. In 2007, Diary of the Dead. And his final movie in 2009 was Survival of the Dead. All a linear story, like from beginning to end. Like it ended with Survival of the Dead, like finding a cure. I definitely saw Diary of the Dead. I don't think I saw Survival of the Dead. I saw Land has uh, uh, Dennis Hopper and John Leguizamo in it. John Leguizamo, you know, played yeah. Luigi in the old. As Dennis Hopper, it also has that guy from the Mentalist show. It's not bad. Is Diary that did the one that starts like they're quoting the Bible verses from Revelations or something no, like that? The reboot about, of Dawn of the Dead. That's right. Yes. Okay. But I feel like I saw Diary of the Dead too. When hell is empty, where do you think the dead rise? Okay. Yeah, that's the reboot of Dawn of the Dead from 2004, and that was actually Snyder. I did that. So I think I'm thinking of a different one then. Yeah. But I definitely saw both of those. So fun fact. Romero was featured alongside Sarah Michelle Gellar, Robert England, Danny Trejo, and Michael Rooker in a DLC that's downloadable content pack for Call of Duty Black Ops. He was a zombie boss in the content Call of the Dead. I remember playing those with Caleb and Brett uh, and Logan a lot. Uh, those storylines. And uh, on that that Block Ops game. And I always was like, I cannot be Sarah Michelle Gellar. <laughs> I want to be Robin Eng- Robert England. I would be Danny Trejo. Or, and My the commentary day. is great because they all recorded their own, you know, themselves doing commentary for this game. And Romero comes out as the, one of the final bosses and he's got this big axe looking thing that looks like one of the old film reels that stood up on a tripod and mm, did that. Perfect. That was his big electric axe type thing. It was really cool. It was really cool. Sadly, Romero passed away in 2017, but his legacy and impact he left on the genre is no doubt the driving reason on the lasting love for zombies. In our very humble nerd opinions, he rightfully earned... That's a good one, Josh. Thank you. See, I can come up with nerd words now and then. Okay, you got one. (laughs) In our humble nerd opinions, he rightfully earned the title of the godfather of zombies. I think we have... More. A few uh, zombie movie honorable mentions. That, in all honesty, uh, we would not have, I don't think, without what Romero started. 
Uh, obviously, the 28 later series. There's 28 days later, 28 weeks later, and they're mm-hmm. supposed to be working on 28 months or years or something like that. They're supposed to be a third follow-up. There was a joke in some movie about like this this girl rented a movie to watch and she thought it was going to be a Sandra Bullock movie about 28 something. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it. And then it turns out to be the zombie movie and she was like horrified. <laughs> and you know, that's was. Um, Killian Murphy, the scarecrow from Batman yep. Begins. That's He's the the lead in it. It's hmm. really pretty good. Set, set in England. Um, that mythos is if any of their bile, their blood, whatever touches... You. I mean, it can touch your skin, but it can't get in like your eyes or your mouth. Then you're infected. Remind me to talk about something when we get to The Walking Dead. Okay. About that. Absolutely. Uh, so, of course, we also talked earlier about Zombieland. Love it. Love it. Check those movies out. Um, they take a little bit from the Romero verse, I truly believe. Um, and it's just, it's just played well. Mm. It's a different take, and it's really cool. Uh, moving on, we talked about the reboot that... Sean Gunn, Zack Snyder, and Romero all three worked on together. Dawn of the Dead, the reboot, the 2004 with Ben Rames. What a collaboration there. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, And, of course, we got Return of the Living Dead, which I had to mention this because Logan actually showed me this movie. And it's very 80s. Very 80s. Um, And in the very beginning, it shows, like, this corpse kind of reanimating. But it's like 80s techno music. So it's kind of like, he's like, don't stop the music, it's in me. Can't stop. Wow. Like he's dancing to the 80s music. Um, and actually, Peter Jackson made a zombie movie. Hmm. Dead Alive, right? Yes. Yes. Dead Alive. I have not seen it. I have not either. I just knew that I've heard people talk about it. It as seems they like. Most people are not impressed with anything Peter Jackson has done except The Lord of the Rings. I didn't see The Mortal Engines. King King Kong was bad. King Kong was not my favorite thing. And plus, it was like five hours long. Yes, exactly. Um, But I haven't seen Mortal Engines yet. Or Immortal Engines or whatever it's called. I don't know. But I heard it wasn't great. Moving on, Shaun of the Dead. Uh Uh-huh. Very funny British take uh, with the comedian Simon Pegg and... Whoever the other guy is. Yeah. Um, Evil Dead has not been left out on accident. A lot of people consider Evil Dead, which is Ash and, of course, the Deadites, but they are Kandarian demons. They are not zombies. Right. So they do not count. I wanted to go ahead and nip that in the bud right now, so I didn't get any hate mail saying you left out Evil Dead. They are ancient Kandarian demons. There's a difference. How's that for some nerdledge yeah. for you? Huh? And I believe our friend David, who worked on the movie, would agree with me. Yeah. So, um, zombie movies. Now, even though you're not a fan of horror, you're not mm-hmm. a, you're not a big fan of you. Do you like this? Not Zombie Land. The zombie scarier genre, as long as there's zombies involved. Sure. Cool. Cool. I mean, I haven't seen like like this list that we just read off. I haven't seen most of these. I'll be honest with you. Really. Yeah, it's just not my cup of tea. I mean, I I don't know. Well, and we also haven't mentioned the terrible zombie movies that are on Netflix. Like Zombie Avalanche, Zombievers, <laughs> Zombie Strippers. I'm stuff sorry, like that. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Hold up. Back, wh- hold up, back up. Did you just say Zombie Beavers? Zombievers. Zombievers? Yes. Is this a real thing? Or it's you a just... Netflix movie. 
Are you being facetious? I'm not being facetious. I'm definitely not being nerdcetious. But it's zombies. <laughs> wow. I mean, I mean, you'll have to look next at week. What you watching? <laughs> Zombievers. Zombievers. <laughs> it's so. Weird. You heard it here. I've folks. not seen it. We really should watch it. I've got time now, man. So we'll just binge terrible zombie shows. We can try. I have a. I have a feeling we won't make it very far before no. I. There Give are up. there are seriously some terrible zombies. You have stuff. a lot more patience for nonsense than I do. I, I don't really know do. that I can handle it. So really we'll do. we'll give it a go. We'll give it a go. We'll give it a go. Um so moving on to the airwaves of the dead. Zombies were quickly becoming mainstream in the 70s, but perhaps the push they needed was to bring them more into the light, into a different generation. Michael Jackson, the king of pop himself, brought zombies to life in his music video, Thriller. And nothing like that had ever been no. done at that at that point in time. And what's crazy is, I was working on the outline, um, and my family was in to see the show this weekend, and I was working on the outline a little bit. She was like, you know, what's your next episode? And I said, oh, it's on zombies. And she was like, you know what's funny is I didn't really, like, watch Romero stuff. I didn't really stay in the know about, like, horror and zombies and all that until Michael Jackson brought Thriller to life. She was like, Thriller changed the world for kids in the 80s. And she was like, I was in college in the 80s, so Thriller was like, oh, man, what is this? Is it a movie? No, it's just a music video. What are these things? So these are zombies? Like, oh my gosh, you know, like, and she, so I was like, wow. So, I mean, even in different generation, the eighties, Michael Jackson introduced zombies to people. Fun little side fact: you should ask your mom about the time. Oh, and our listeners don't know this. Tyler's mom and I used to work at yes. the same school mm-hmm. uh, a while back. You should ask her about the time that our principal asked me to teach the entire uh, faculty the Thriller dance. Me, who does not dance, <laughs> who is not a dancer. Uh, so I learned the Thriller dance, and I learned it good. Learned the heck I, out of it. If I do something, I'm going to do it right, by golly. I learned it so I could learn so them. So that's exactly what I did. And they had me like record a little video for anybody who couldn't come in person, and we emailed it out to everybody. That probably still exists out and there somewhere, God in, forbid. In front of the students? We did this for the kids one day, like... We started, it was like a flash mob type thing. Like it was me and like two or three other teachers. We kind of zombie walked down into the gym floor. The music started. Oh, and then more would come in. And then several more would join in. I can't remember if your mom did it or not. I don't know why she wouldn't have. Uh, but I had to teach her this new dance for her new school in Georgia the get up. Have you heard this? Do the two step and I spent an entire Saturday one day teaching her that for a pep rally in Georgia. That's like the big thing now. I still yeah. haven't learned that one because yeah. I don't do the dancing. It's really but. not that hard. There's a lot of electric slide in it. I thought it would be a disaster, but it turned, turned out, out great. Well. So, so um, after that, uh, zombies in videos as well as that kind of horror Halloween-esque songs. Not whole albums, but songs became popular. Uh, there were some other music videos featuring zombies, um, including Scream by the Misfits. Um they were a little 
more punk rock than I went in my day. Mm-hmm. Um, then you had Zombies Ate Her Brains by The Creep Show. Mm-hmm. Living Dead Girl by Rob Zombie. Yes. You've seen, you've, surely you've seen that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Uh, Walk Like a Zombie by The Horror Pops, which I'm sure is a teaching you how to dance walk okay. from the 80s or something. Dancing With Myself by Billy Idol. Have you seen that? Um, I don't know. On the of Tokyo. I mean, I know the song. Yeah. I had no um, idea that had a zombie yeah. thing to it. It had zombies in it. Ah. It was pretty, and that's the cool, weird thing is just because it had a zombie in it doesn't mean it's a zombie theme. Oh, that's interesting. So, and, also, and of course, there are so many others, but Mother by Blondie. Mm-hmm. There are more. I'm sure there's a bigger list out there, but these were off the top of my head what mm-hmm. I could remember that I have seen before. Um, have I ever played that song, Little Piece of Heaven by Avenged Sevenfold, for you before? Mm, probably. Just not, I just don't uh, know my name. I don't, I don't know that it would fall into zombie or not, but, um, if you're out there and you know this song, hopefully you know what it's about. It's pretty Risky. disturbing. Disturbing. <laughs> um, we'll talk okay. off the air off about the air. this. So it's a little, a little nugget for any of you out there, uh, who like to know what he's fold. talking about. Yeah. And if, you know, and even if, if it's something that is not appropriate for you to listen to, nerdlings out there, yes. uh, hopefully you just won't even catch the references. Just ignore it. So, yeah. Uh, most people in the teenage ages ignore you anyway since you're a teacher. That's true. So they'll just not hear what you just said. Our logo designer, David's flipping out that I brought this song yeah, up because he loves it. He's probably freaking out. Yeah. Um, but then he's probably like, don't listen to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so music, I mean, I think it, it really cool. It's really cool that even in a different, you don't see, like Thriller's the only one that really became big. Like, oh my gosh, Thriller, zombies, music video, dancing, zombies. Yeah. Um, just knowing that that, I know it's you know it's my mom, but just to be like, wow, you didn't know what zombies were before Michael Jackson's Thriller. Mm-hmm. Like, the only thing she knew about zombies was like, on the same level that she knew about Dracula. And the mummy. Yeah. They were Halloween costumes. They were horror icon. Mm-hmm. Um, but she wasn't into zombies. She was like, but man, Michael Jackson's what introduced me to the world of zombies. So that's cool. Oh, I have another one for you. A little um, nugget? Yeah. And this one's not so bad. One of the best music videos that I have seen in a long time, and it's not really new now. I mean, it's a couple years old. Thought Contagion by muse check that out oh you showed me the video you showed me the video it's really cool it's like a mix of thriller ready player one yes yes. and like Uh, i don't even uh, know uh blade runner blade runner yes it's awesome it's really is definitely got a zombie type of feel to it really cool it's a great video like i said one of the best music videos i've seen in such a long years it's a great song too yeah Thought Contagion by Muse. Check it you out. can check that one out. That one's really cool. Yeah, everybody Definitely can check do that, that one. I play that one on my class playlist yeah. while the kids are yeah. working. So. so let's move on to the television of the dead. Coral. <laughs> Stay in the house, Coral. Where's Lori? Coral. Oh, man. Uh, you know, television, uh, not really been the biggest platform for the dead as much as cinema, but 
There have been some major moments on the tube for the biters. <laughs> Obviously, everyone knows of The Walking Dead. Even if you haven't watched The Walking Dead, oh, you know you've, you've of, heard of The it. Walking Dead. Uh, however, we do have a few other mentions of popular zombie things, but we'll mention those in a second. Walking Dead. Oh, my goodness. So, I, um, I didn't read... Before going in, but you had, hmm? correct? Yeah, you had read. How far before they even started the show? Oh, oh no, I, I hadn't read it before the show started. Oh. I got into the show first. Okay. Becky's Becky's cousin got us into it, and I'll tell you, episode one didn't hook me. I didn't like episode. No, one I was much. not hooked. Uh, uh-uh. it it took one. like three or four. I, in all honesty, I almost quit watching. In a very. Provocative scene between who's supposed to be his best friend oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. his wife. Yeah, I understand they thought he was dead, but that just I was like, ooh, yeah. um, I don't think I like this story very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might have taken his reunion with his family, and then the zombies attacking the camp in season one. Do we even need to say spoilers at this point for a show no. that's like? Ten years old. Ten years old? No. That's um, why I wouldn't say spoilers if I was talking about Supernatural yeah. early on. I wouldn't. So, the moment that I realized that I was like hooked on the show, do you remember in season two, the barn, Herschel's barn oh on God. the farm, when she walks and out. the little Sophia, Sophia comes out? That's when I was like, okay, this show is just incredible. The, the feeling heart. that I got when she walked out, yes. I was like, holy cow. And yeah. that show, for a long time... Was great at that, giving you those moments of oh, no, yeah, you know. And I remember having like when um, this one I, I will not spoil, but there was a certain character that we loved, an older person, yes, who had a very gruesome death on the show. He was the moral compass. Oh my goodness! And I love those characters, you know. Yes. Okay, I always love yeah, those yeah, characters. Yeah. That death, I lost sleep that night. Because I was so upset about Didn't that we day. watch that episode together? I don't know. I'm pretty sure. It was at but the apartment. When there was when there was uh, some revenge for that, I definitely celebrated big time. Absolutely. But I remember like the next week, the first scene of that episode following that was like the zombie head of this character. Of this character. And I was like, man. Again, I had almost gotten I over it. Almost to the point. <laughs> I was three days from retirement. Man. <laughs> so... I've watched it all the way through up until the new season. Eight. I watched half of eight and was just like, "Okay, I'm done." I think that's about where I got. I was like, so, I, and I loved Negan as a character, and I really love what Jeffrey Dean has done with it. I just didn't think he—he's not as bad a guy as the termites were. Well, I don't know what they did in the comics with Negan after a while. And, um, well, he's on his redemption path in the comics, which they've already brought. Yeah, the, the comics show. are ended. Yeah, the comics now. are over. Um, um, he's on his redemption path in the show. So, what happened? What what caused us? Do you think to lose interest? Um, I think the death of certain characters that maybe didn't have to die. Um, okay. For instance, uh, this isn't too big a spoiler alert. Andrea. Not that I loved her character. Oh, nobody in the show, cared about her. But in the comics, she's a good character. You know, she's a character you don't mind. She seeing, lasted don't. for a long time in the well, comics. Then she That's true. She runs up with Rick. Yeah. 
in the comics, and she's not an an annoying nuisance of a person that she is in the show. And I don't know if it's that performer or the way she was written for the show, but they really screwed that character up. I think what kept me going for the longest time was Daryl, this this gripping story arcs they kept giving him. not in the comics. Who's not in the comics, exactly. Uh, and Herschel being different than Herschel in the comics. Mm-hmm. Lasting longer than Herschel in the comics. And being just a different type of character. Yeah. Changed things. Yeah. I think. For me, it got to the point where things were so drawn out and things took forever. And it was like, I felt like we saw a whole season of them scouting Negan's people, like sneaking into Negan's base and confronting yeah. him and then leaving. And like when Negan was in charge of, or was taking over Rick's Alexandria, people, yeah. like he would come in and they would have to load up their Half stuff. Of everything and, they got. Yeah, like and, all that stuff took so long and there was no mystery and no excitement. For me anyway, my opinion. Some people still loved it. Yeah, some Not people, me. I just think that they may have... And I got to the point where I couldn't remember who some of the characters were. Some of these minor characters that had these, you know, like big story arcs for four or five seasons, or four or five episodes, sorry, I couldn't even remember what their names were, you know? It wasn't like our main crew who we'd been with from the beginning. And I understand that as the universe grows, there is the need for those more characters. Absolutely. But... But they didn't develop them in the same yes. way. There wasn't enough development for me to care about those characters before I cared about their like, story. I would care more about Allison, who was introduced in season See, 10. I don't know who that is. If No, I, I, she's not a character. I'm just making up a name. Oh, okay. Um, Allison, who is introduced to us in season 9. Say it's a character introduced to us in season 9. If they were to not give her a big character arc until season 11... Mm-hmm. Then I'd be like, wow, it's about time. You know, I've been learning to love her. I've been seeing her quirks. I've exactly. been seeing her character. Now she needs it. But they'd just be like, here's yeah, here's minor character A. Big story arc. It rushed. Like, yeah. We just met exactly. them. I don't care about That's them. That's how enough. I felt, too. Um, and plus, I think they went too long sometimes without action. I agree. And like the endless visits from Negan to ugh, the place. Without anything going yeah. on. Yeah. So, and and this is my spiel that I, when I was still a fan of the show, this is the spiel I gave everybody who was not a fan. I would say, look, this show is not about zombies. No. Okay? That's just an element of the world that they live in. This show is about people and how people react to an unthinkable situation. To the breakdown of society. Unthinkable circumstances. Like, how do people react and how do people change and how do they survive? That's what it's about, not yeah. the zombies. For instance, uh, the governor, Philip was not like that, mm-hmm. you know, before the end yeah. of the world. You know, Negan had a wife, you know. It shows you the breakdown of society when there is no society anymore. Um, so that's what gripped me, and I think it kind of derived from that mm-hmm. as a whole and tried to do it more as interpersonally. Yeah. And it just didn't land for me. Why don't we just make this deal right here, right now? If they ever decide to end the show... We'll go back. Which it's got to be coming soon. Yeah. If they ever decide to end the show, that's when we'll do a Walking Dead episode of 30 and Nerdy. How's that for a deal? That sounds great. 
if they ever do that, and then we can we'll go talk back, about the finale and all back, that stuff. Do a whole big thing binge, on it. We can, yeah. I'll go back and not. I'm not going to rewatch the whole entire series, but no, no, no. We'll I will catch missed. up on what I've missed yeah. and watch like the it. ending. I like it. So, so some other things, you know, that spawned Fear the Walking Dead, which I have not watched one episode of. I watched about two and a half. Okay, gave up on that. Um, which Morgan and Dwight are now on that show. Okay. Which takes place on the West Coast. So, I would have loved to have seen that walking journey. Yeah. <laughs> it's like three films of Lord of the Rings walking. <laughs> um, I, Zombie. It's a uh, Vertigo DC uh, comic series yeah. turned into a show. Very successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just now ended. Mm-hmm. Um, Z Nation, which I watched a little bit of. Um, DJ Qualls, uh, skinny little guy from the movie The New Guy. Yeah. You know, uh He's in it. And a show I've never seen, Helix. I've never seen that. There are some other shows that are zombie-driven, uh, uh, but they're just not as popular on I'm TV. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to change the subject, but I've just had a thought here okay. that we missed in movies. We didn't talk about warm bodies. No, we didn't. You don't like warm bodies? I, I, I didn't dislike it. I just... It was different. It was weird. There's a lot of zombie movies we didn't talk about. Yeah. There's a lot. I really liked that one. I uh, I guess. It just... I don't know. I don't know what it was about it. I didn't hate the story. I didn't hate the characters. Was I it just... because it had little Franco in it? What's the younger Franco? <laughs> David Franco. David Franco. No, I like David Franco. Um, matter of fact, I think he'd make a good Human Torch also, maybe. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. He could be a good Johnny Storm. Anyway. Um, so yeah, TV has not been the big... Walking Dead has dominated the zombie genre for television. Right. Now, obviously, shows like like Z Nation and, and iZombie... iZombie's a little different, but shows like Z Nation, which is truly apocalyptic zombie storylines, on Sci-Fi Channel, tried. They seriously tried to capitalize on what Walking Dead has done... Sorry. Holy moly. No, don't say it again. I have never... I didn't, did I say anything that sounded like Siri? Mine does that all the time. I don't understand. I have neighbors. But I could search the web for it. Oh my gosh, stop. I am neighbors. I never said... <sighs> That's how Terminator starts. It's exactly how it starts. So, um, but like we were saying before the AI decided to join in on the conversation... Um, that's really all that I think zombies have had for TV is The Walking Dead, truthfully. Um, just not as big a outlet, I right. guess you would say. Uh, so let's move on to The Gaming Dead. Video games. Possibly the biggest outlet that got most 90s and early 2000 kids and nerds out there into zombies. The video games. Video games. Uh, Between Zombies Ate My Neighbors and Resident Evil, no 90s nerd was safe from the undead. Now, Resident Evil may be in the most, most people's top spot for video games, but here are some other games that trained us for the impending... Zombie Apocalypse. Now, the Left 4 Dead series. 
There's only two, and there's, of course, all these floating rumors about a third one, which me and the Rev of Rants is, is, we're dying for it, because it's a fantastic game series. It really is. It's done as if Scorsese and Tarantino came together. Don't speak the name Scorsese to me right now. Sorry. Tarantino, as if Tarantino had taken his Pulp Fiction movie or his Grindhouse film or Sin City even and turned it into a zombie series. Mm-hmm. Um, it's chapter within separate stories. Yeah. But same characters. It's oh, yeah. An- it's anthological, I guess. Sure. And it's an anthology, really, um, with great characters and great storylines. Yeah, great different variations of zombies that no one's ever thought of. Before. They're fun to play. And they're very fun to play. They're very addictive, especially if you get a group of four people going at the same time. And stressful. It is very stressful, especially um, it plays on the you cannot make a noise in a lot of situations because it brings hordes yeah. to you. Um, and I die from like walking into the fire or yes. running out of a building and not from the zombies. Not from the zombies. There's just everyday problems you have to worry yeah. about. Um, My character caught a cold and died one day. <laughs> he died from dysentery. Yeah. Your character was from Oregon Trail. <laughs> exactly. Um, and obviously, you know, Resident Evil. I mean, surely you played Oh, it. yeah. Big time. This was... The very first time a video game had ever scared the living daylights out of me. Um, the very first time I played Resident Evil 2 on Nintendo 64, it's when that big dadgum thing jumps through a window early, pretty early on in a game. And me and my friend Chad Hensley, who, rest in peace, um, we were playing it at his house, and we were in pitch black late at night, We've had, you know, we've got our soft drinks and our Kool-Aid, our Capri Sun and our chips with us. And we're really nerding out. We were nerding in the 90s pretty hard at this yeah. point. And that thing comes through the window and we both literally dropped our controllers, screamed at the top of our lungs, and took off down the hall towards his parents' room. It scared the living daylights out of me. What a chicken. Of course, since then, games like Dead Space has done it to me, too. Oh, yeah. Um, when that tentacle comes around. Yeah. The Oof. Um... Call of Duty Zombies. Did you ever play any of the Call of Duty? Lots of that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, The different levels. I'm not one for like the multiplayer, you know, online Call of Duty thing, but I like the storylines and stuff like that of the single player stuff. And uh, the zombie stuff I always enjoy too. That's fun. Uh, Especially the the aspect of that random weapon pool that you could get. And sometimes you'd get something stupid. Yeah. And you just... I always like the one where you're like in the Pentagon bunkhouse or whatever yes. like it starts with jfk and yes, everything yes, yes i love that one that's from that one's really cool dead rising did you ever play any of those i played a couple of first them. one's in a mall isn't it i think so i think De- was dead rising 3 one of those like first day xbox one games they came out with yes yeah and I, I played that one that was actually the first game i got and um it, like it keeps account of how many zombies you kill throughout the entire game so did Left 4 Dead. Does it There really? was one time where we finally, we were playing it on Expert, but it doesn't reset your count. So it does it, even if you have to oh, reset Oh, per back, life. Per, 
Huh? Like per life. Like if you die, you start over with no, a new count. It doesn't reset the count. So like at one point when we were going, when me and Logan were going through doing our expert mm-hmm. race, like we were trying to beat all the levels on on the first Left 4 Dead on expert before Left 4 Dead 2 came out. We would did the final ep- the final episode and the final chapter on expert, and we finally beat it. And we had kept his Xbox on because it doesn't save. You don't save progress mm-hmm. in Left 4 Dead. And there would be multiple times where we'd be pissed off in the man cave because Sandy had turned it off during the day while we were at Walter State, thinking, "Oh, they're just leaving, letting just energy burn here." You know, they're just leaving their Xbox on. I'm like, "Oh, silly kids!" And we'd come back and we'd be like, "No!" So, I think we had finally gotten to leave the Xbox on for like almost a week, playing through this. And it's really diff- not good for your it's Xbox, really not, by the way. In different com- combinations of either me and Nick, Nick and Logan, or me and Logan, mm-hmm. playing through every chapter, every level on Expert, and we finally beat the entire game on Expert. And just in this last chapter, there was like over forty-two thousand zombies killed. Jeez! In our triumphant win, we were like, "Well, it's because we kept having to go back. We die and go back to the safe house. Yeah, keep killing, die, go back to the safe house." But it was—it's the most intense I've ever played a zombie game. I can wow. definitely tell you. That's crazy. Um, last of Us. Love it. It's, it's zombies. I would consider it's zombies. It, it's, it's a plague. It's a an infection. It's definitely zombies. Definitely. I mean, it's they don't say the word, but it's zombies. Well, I mean, Walking Dead didn't say the word. Walkers. Walkers, biters, as yeah. the governor would say. Um, plants versus zombies. Did you ever play that on your phone? No. I got addicted to the first season. Of my oh, phone. yeah? Yeah. Uh, zombie U. Actually, this was in the Game Pass. Or no, uh, you got Xbox Gold, you know, those Xbox yeah. Gold game, games yeah. every month. I remember games. this one. A few months ago, this was free to play for Xbox Gold members. Isn't this one where, like, you... You're in England. You, you're a different character, like, every time? Yes, every Like, time. every death? Yeah. Yes, every death, you're a different character. It was pretty cool. Uh, State of Decay. I played a little bit of the first one, a little bit of the second one. Never really finished them. Did you play Dead Island? I did. I didn't play Dead Island. Um, yeah, eh, eh, eh. Gotcha. Days Gone. Never played. I have not done I've that. I've heard one. people talk about it. It's apparently. I think it's a computer game. I think maybe, maybe. It, I really don't know. I don't know. Um, and there's actually a World War Z game coming out. I think Days Gone was a PS4 thing, and it was supposed to be like ridiculously yeah. hard, like yeah. stupid hard. Yes. Like Ninja Gaiden hard. Ooh, those were some hard games. Yeah. So. Well, um, and of course, uh, I, I skipped one on accident. Logan Will Kill Me. Dying Light. Did you ever play that with me? Logan? I didn't. No, I didn't. Great game. Fantastic game. Can't wait for the sequel to come out. Great uh, play on zombies. It really is cool. And of course, the Telltale Walking Dead games. Yeah. The, the those games were like the Telltale games. Basically, it's not like you run around and kill stuff. It's sort of like a role playing thing. Like you choose what your character says, and you solve puzzles by finding things and yeah. using them at the right spot or giving them to the right people. And you can let certain people live by your actions. Yeah, or the story this changes like, over this person. Depending I on played the, season one, I played seasons one and two. They take a long time to get through those yes, games. That's that's the reason why I stopped. Um, yeah, they were okay. Season one, your main character dies. Yeah, 
uh, and sends Clem off, and Clem goes off on her own. Exactly. I didn't play season two. So. I, yeah. Has um, she grown up a little bit? Or? Yeah, a little bit. And I think they did like three or four seasons with yeah. that character. And it then they also terrible one. Yeah, they did like a uh, one it had Daryl and Merle on yeah. the front. I think. Yeah. Oh, it was awful. I didn't play it. Yeah, I, just I heard so much bad reviews. I played a little bit of it. It was not. So impressive are you Daryl? I think so. Yeah. Voiced by. I don't remember that much about it. This was like pre Xbox One, pre PS4. This was like PS3. I think. Ugh. It was not pretty. Ugh. But and there are some other zombie games, you know. Uh, I touched base a little bit earlier on, you know, Zombies Ate My Neighbors. That was huge in the '90s. Um, and there's some other computer games. There's that one where you're the girl, Lollipop, or something. Oh, Lollipop Chainsaw. Yeah, Lollipop yeah, Chainsaw. Yeah, I played Never that. Never played that. Yeah. Was it pretty cool? Um, pretty I don't remember pretty... a lot about it. Um, it was just kind of like silly, like. Yeah. She cartoony re- she stuff. reminded me a lot of like a Harley Quinn hunting zombies. Yeah, that so, was the idea, I think. Huh. Well, there are a lot of games out there and, and still going strong. Um, the newest Call of Duty coming out has got some pretty cool zombie trailer stuff coming with it. Uh, very excited to get playing on that. Um, and just, you know, I mean, we've talked about TV, we've talked about movie, we've talked about games, we've talked about little bit of the history, some of the impact on our lives. Um, you know, like the like a bite from the infected. Um, I think zombie popularity will continue to grow past what it already is. I mean, don't you think? I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon, yeah. that's for sure. And I think like most things in our culture... Things have resurgences, you know, like it'll be big for a while and then it'll kind of go away a little bit and there'll be that cult following sort of like, oh, I still love the old zombie stuff. And then in a few years, it'll start to rise up again. There'll be some sort of a rebirth of something and it'll just take off again. And that's kind of how things go. Um, Yeah, I would agree. I, I am in love with the genre. Even if it is terrible, cheesy Netflix movies, which we are going to wa- try to watch some beavers together, <laughs> um, <laughs> I embrace the genre no matter how someone tries to. Like I didn't mention, uh, I, I touched on it, but I did not. We did not go into detail about you know I am Legend with Will Smith, but there are some would say that that's not zombies. I would definitely say those are zombies, but a different strand. Oh yeah, it counts. The I strand. Think. The strand is on FX. It's a zombie. Show it's everywhere. It's everywhere. I mean, they're everywhere. Um, even if they're for kids, like little zombie pops or dolls or little zombie voodoo doll things. There's, there's a, oh, there's a cartoon ca- just called Zombie, and it's a kids show wow. about a zombie in high school or something. I mean, even even in the children's world, zombies are popular. Oh, are you talking about the Disney thing yes, where it's the like Di- the, the the high school kid, like the girl, and she's friends with the the zombie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Boy. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't know much I'm, about I, it. I, I don't know much that. about it, but I'm just like, even away from the blood and the gore, zombies are also popular in the family oriented world as well, mm-hmm. um, with games like Plants vs Zombies, um, and I, I think due to that is why. It's not slowing down. Yeah, it for, won't go away. For some reason, it just sort of works. And like we didn't touch on this in video games, but the um, Red Dead Redemption, they did. A, I didn't get to play that. I did. It's on. 
it was very it's glitchy. On Game Pass. I never finished it because right it was so glitchy. But in the first Red Dead Redemption game, they did a whole expansion, uh, like a whole separate game of like the whole Red Dead world, but zombies. Holy um, crap! It so was, there's infected people. Yeah, and like characters that you knew from the storyline of the original game who had died. Uh, I don't even necessarily think that they were the ones who had died. I don't know. I don't remember a lot about it, but there was that. It was, you know, mm. that was really cool. And then Borderlands did a whole zombie uh, thing, like the original Borderlands, I think it was. Uh, one of their expansions was a whole extra map of yeah. zombies, and you literally just walk around. There's hordes of zombies. They're not like one-shot kills, you know. Ah. But there's tons of them. Okay. So. And, and, they, the, and like I said, World War Z's got a game coming out. Yeah, it I think looks that's right. frantic. I don't. Like, I don't think you'll play. I'm it. kind of far out of the gaming world right now, yeah. but um, it looks as stressful as the movie. Like they're all huddled up. Yeah, and they move like oh, one geez. entity, and it's fast. Yeah, that's too much for me. Yeah, it just looks stressful. You can't take the pressure. It looks very stressful. <laughs> so, man, um, any final thoughts on zombies? I mean, from anywhere, past, present. Where you think they'll go in the future? Games, TV. And I'm zombied out. I've, I've you're the zombie guy I here am. between the two of us. I, I like it okay, but you're way yeah. more into it than I am. But um, I, I, that's all I've got to say well, about that. When we were talking about we were going to do this episode, remember Logan texted us in the group and he was like, "I should be a part of this." It's like there's this and there's this and there's this, and I was like, "Dude, it's on the list." Like, do you know who you're talking to here? <laughs> I'm making the outline. Yeah. Um, you did so, a good job Rev, there, son. Back off. Um, but yeah, this was fun. He's going to be thrilled when he listens to this because he's been brought up and so it, much. And he's not been brought up in a while, really. Like, that serious. We haven't mm-hmm. just talked about him. Good things can't last forever, I suppose. I guess. I know you're loving that. So, um, next week, uh, we are going to discuss something we had talked about a little earlier. Are we now? The Rocky Horror Show. <gasps> Ooh. We are going to talk about the movie, the stage show, um, its history, because this is really a time where people nerd out about the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Everyone knows how to do the time warp around sure. this time of year. Even me. Even you, and you don't dance. Exactly. And we're going to uh, have a guest join us who is probably the biggest Rocky historian I have ever met, uh, Mr. Daniel Leinberger. Mm-hmm. Who played Frank and Furter uh, quite a few times now. And the uh, dude is unreal, let unreal. me tell you. We'll have to get him to do a little bit of yes. stuff on the air, but yes, he's yes. great. He's, he's so fantastic. Good. He's very knowledgeable very in not just the genre, but about Richard O'Brien and, you know, the process and some of the cast members. Like, he just knows. He's got Rocky Horror Nerdlich. Yeah. And, uh, and we might touch base on a little because this will air around halloween yeah the rocky horror episode will so means what next thursday yeah oh wow dude we're already flying by we're already at the end of october wow goodness gracious christmas really is just around the corner it scares the living daylights out of me it's moving fast i know so uh man um you know if you have any questions we didn't get any zombie questions which kind of let me down so thank you Listeners, um, for letting me down. Uh, you know, I'm a little sad about that. Aww. But. Sad, Tyler. Surely you've got Rocky Horror knowledge 
If you're listening to this, you've nerded out about horror stuff, and everyone knows Rocky Horror in some form or fashion. So please, if you have any questions, if you have any stories about maybe you've been in a show of Rocky Horror, please let us send those in. And again, a huge thanks to our Patreon supporters. Uh, we could not be doing this stuff without you. Um, and man, I'm 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 zombied out myself. I'm uh, yeah, I feel like a you zombie. Know, I I do too. Um, I'm sure you do. It must. It must be tough, you know, going back to work after after a week at Disney. Um, it's it's probably worn on you. Must be sad. Yeah. You know, a little depressing. Yeah. I can see it in your eyes. But I can I can always look forward to the next time. Of course. And I look forward to my next time getting to do the show with you. You sweetheart, you. And we look forward to catching you nerds later. been listening to the 30 and nerdy podcast with your hosts tyler mcdaniel and josh davis brought to you by encore theatrical company akiva express creative theater and advertising expressions find us follow us and like us on instagram twitter and facebook visit our website 30 and nerdy podcast.com got something to tell us drop us an email 30 and nerdy pod at gmail.com until next time Cheers to you, nerds.